Welcome to the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony. That is my co-host, Matt Graham. Graham the man, Lumberjack Graham, the Red Rifle. Any other monikers I should be aware of? I could write these down. Camp Snoopy. Camp Snoopy. That's a good Camp one. Camp Snoopy. Uh, Clutch Daddy. For Clutch Daddy. game folks. It's a recent one. Yeah. How's it going, buddy? How's your week? Oh, uh, it's good. It's Friday. Yeah, it is Friday. Uh, our household just getting over another round of colds. Pink eye or pink eye? Maybe conjunctivitis. I don't know. Whatever else is out there. Our uh, local grocery store, the medicine section, completely wiped the last week or two. It's nuts out Oof. here right now in Colorado. I'm just getting over whatever I had. You can probably still hear a little bit of it, but that's what we're dealing with on this side. Um, so far, we have not had. I'm not even gonna say it. Oh, no, I am. I'm good. Uh, Parker was the biggest scare, her being four years old in preschool, and she's already on Christmas break. So we avoided any sickness in the month of December and November, which is good. Fortunate. Fortunate. My wife's a teacher. She teaches at my youngest school, and then my oldest goes to a different school, middle school. So they bring home everything. It's terrible. But for today's show, we've got some week 15 picks, as always, and we've got a little league update. But first... A quick mailbag question from yet another super fan of the show. I think you got this one, Matt. I do, yeah. So uh, it was a DM that was sent to me um, on Twitter from at Michael B. Well. Hmm. Okay. He's like, uh, first time writer, long time listener. Love the show, guys. Thanks, Michael. He writes, please help. S-O-S, I am in a pickle. Or I know someone who is the owner of an NFL franchise who at the beginning of this year gave contract extensions to both his general manager, his head coach, and his star quarterback. Mm. Fast forward through a tumultuous season, the quarterback has a torn ACL, the head coach and quarterback do not get along, and the GM just left on medical leave for reasons that we are it will be illegal to discuss with the public. Oh, and all of this is being documented by HBO for Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. Any tips, tricks, or suggestions you have to help me right the ship or at least cushion the fall would be much appreciated. Sorry for the long question. Yours truly, MB. So that's the uh, that's the question. It's a little bit of a long one, a little, little long winded, but I appreciate him taking the time to write us. Um, you wanna you wanna take this one? Yeah, yeah. So just thinking back to to how other NFL teams have handled. You know, situations where, you know, maybe they're not in the best situation with their GM, head coach, quarterback room. I think what you got to do here, you got to fire the head coach and you you keep the GM. You let him stick around. You know, how Chris Ballard still has a job, I don't know. I'm going back to the Colts here, but maybe you hire a former offensive lineman, a retired offensive lineman as your head coach. That's probably the route I'd take here. Yeah, you got to eat money. And I hate to have that be the suggestion, but you're going to have to eat some money. You're going to have to pay somebody to be unemployed. The GM doesn't make sense. Number one, it's illegal to fire somebody who's on medical leave, so you can't do that. He's FMLA protected. Trust me, I know. And he's not the one who has beef with your head, your quarterback, who you are paying money to. And like, if you get rid of your head coach, if you get rid of him, Cliff Kingsbury, and he goes somewhere else, you're like, whatever, it's fine. If you you can't get rid of Kyler, and if you did, where's he going to? He's going to go somewhere and hurt you. So, yeah, I think uh, you got to get rid of Cliff. Got to get rid of the head coach, eat the money you guaranteed him, and then bring somebody else in. Sean Payton's looking for work, apparently. So maybe you can court <laughs> him. I don't know. 
Cliff will find work just like uh, Matt Rule did, and you won't be on the hook for his salary. All right, moving into our pick segment. How did week 14 go, and where are we at on the season? Week 14 was a little rough. A little mm. rough for both of us. I have us both going 7-6 and six on the slate. Yep, I have us both going 7-6. and six. So over 500, but a little bit of a rough week. Obviously, um, there was a couple upsets that you know we probably should have saw coming, but we didn't, so that hurts. Kyler Murray going down on Monday Night Football. I think they probably beat the Patriots if he doesn't. So, but it is what it is. Uh, for the season, you are one forty three seventy five and one. Yay ties! Uh, and I am one forty seventy eight and one. Currently, three games back from a pick standpoint. There we go. Season. Yeah, we went. What was it? Uh, Thirteen and one or fourteen and two two weeks ago. So it was like we had dessert two weeks ago. You know, you kind of had a feeling that the veggies were coming. So we'll try and improve on that dud this week. But first matchup, and we're recording this after Thursday Night Football. We both obviously took San Francisco. These are opening lines on DraftKings that I'll be leading with for each matchup. So if you see something different, it uh, may help indicate how the people are feeling about which way these games are swinging, and maybe there's some opportunities there for you. But for the Saturday games, that's right, Saturday we got three of them. Indy goes to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, where Minnesota opened up as five-and-a-half-point favorites over under at 46.5. What you got? I believe that line has since gone down to like three and a half Minnesota, which is insane to me. Like I get it that they lost to the Lions and I get that, you know, they're quote unquote, this fraudulent 10 win team, but like it's Jeff Saturday on Saturday (laughs) and the Colts and just a non-existent passing offense. Um, We'll see defensively the Colts aren't terrible or they haven't been terrible for a few weeks, but Hmm. it's, I don't think, it doesn't matter how good you are against wide receivers. I don't think you're going to be good against Justin Jefferson. So give me the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'm half tempted to take Indy in this one. The Vikings since week 10 have the 24th ranked defense uh, in terms of efficiency, 28th against the pass, 15th against the run. I don't think it's all bad, though. Minnesota's played some good teams in that span. If you look at the schedule, Buffalo, Dallas, New England, the Jets, and then Detroit just last week. And those guys have won five of six. So they're kind of on a hot streak, right? I believe they're going up against a lesser team this week in Indy. They at least get the home game. I'm also taking the Vikings. And moving on to our second matchup for the Saturday slate. Baltimore goes to Cleveland to take on the Browns, where Cleveland opened up as field goal favorites over under at 42. Uh, Huntley's playing, or at least that's the most updated reports I have. Um, I was willing to go Baltimore regardless. I didn't feel great about it. I feel a little vindicated now that I'm off the hook with our TikTok picks. Um, We should just call them TikTok picks. It's a a nice little streamline efficiency branding. Uh, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Baltimore. I just got to see it out of Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Like it's not just that he's bad; it's that they're trying to do things to make him more comfortable, and that's changed the offense. Like Nick Chubb was running out of shotgun formations and getting blasted at the line because they have a third-string center. Like, that's... Okay, I get it. He's your quarterback, and I get it. You've kind of given up on this year. It's a punt. But, like, it's one thing to make... Have a quarterback that's not good. What I'm trying to say is, but to have him in and completely bring down the rest of the offense by making the guys who are doing good do different things that they're not good at, not great. So, I'm going with Baltimore. I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland won, but I'm going with Baltimore. Yeah, they do kind of look like they're in a little bit of a transition phase, or maybe this is their preseason, so they don't look right right now, but for this matchup, it's a pick'em. I did read also that Huntley is starting this weekend. So with that, you know, given that the Browns are also 25th against the run since week 10, not really that great. That's what Baltimore does. I assume they're going to get a heavy dose of that Baltimore run game 
I'm taking the Ravens on the road as well. Taking the underdogs. Give me Baltimore. Moving on to our final Saturday matchup. It's Miami. They're going to Buffalo to take on the Bills, where Buffalo opened up as seven and a half point favorites over under at 47.5. We got Buffalo. Um, but did you Mike McDaniel is a treasure. Did you see his uh so on, on the TikTok picks I talked about how like he did a press conference said it's important to score more points than the other team in cold weather. And really any game, which is yeah. great. And then did you see his like the practice um, photos and video from this week. It's like they're bumping YG and has a song about like iced out. And he has a he was wearing a shirt that says I wish it was colder here. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, I don't think it matters though. Their offensive line is in shambles. Tua has been. People have kind of figured not figured out Tua, but over two weeks defenses have done the exact same thing and they've had the exact same successful results. You think you got to see Buffalo following trends, and in cold weather, it just doesn't doesn't equate to a lot of good things for that Miami offense. And the defense has just been eh, so Buffalo. Yeah, Miami they're they're struggling a little bit, right? They couldn't exploit a Chargers defense last week that everyone had been exploiting. So I know Miami got the first matchup between these two teams, but give me Buffalo in this one as well. They've won four straight, the Bills have, and I think they're carrying a little bit of momentum into this one as well. So we're the same on these first three matchups. Lock, step. Yep. Moving into the Sunday slate. First matchup here, Philly. They go to Chicago to take on the Bears. Philly opened up as seven and a half point favorites. Over under is at 48. This one's currently at nine now, so it went up a little bit. What you got? Money's coming in on Philly, and rightfully so. Justin Fields is, he's going to play, but how healthy he is, is in question. I, he is a really good running quarterback, and the Eagles have been better against running teams the last three weeks, but they haven't faced any running quarterbacks. Um, Kyler Murray gashed him up on the ground earlier in the season, so I don't think this is a like a slam dunk like i don't see them beating them 48 to 22 like they did the giants last week but i do see them getting a win the eagles are just too explosive they might have goddard back this week they're just playing good football so give me phil yeah i have the eagles as well i have no other notes i don't think this is going to be a close game all right moving on now to our second sunday game this is atlanta they go to new orleans to take on the saints to pick them new orleans opened up as three-point favorites over under pretty low to 42 we got Saints getting just about everybody back on defense, it looks like. So they'll be healthy on defense. That'll be intriguing. Obviously, Marcus Mariota is on paternity leave, I think is the official. He left the team. He got benched and left the team, and he's no longer there. Uh, So it's Desmond Ritter season in Atlanta. And ironically enough, because of how much of a show the NFC South is, like Tampa Bay should lose to Cincinnati this weekend. If Atlanta wins, they're tied for first place in that division, which is crazy considering... Just it is what it is. I'm taking the Saints. I don't like it. I want the Saints to lose because the Eagles draft position. But <laughs> Desmond Ritter's first game as a rookie. For all of the, for better or worse, what's good or what's bad about the Saints, the defense, when healthy, is usually good. And I think they will have a good game at home. Superdome stuff to play in. Give me the Saints. Yeah, it is Desmond Ritter time. And the Atlanta offense can't get much worse, I guess. I don't know. This is at the Superdome. You mentioned that. It's going to be loud. And the Saints still have playmakers. They're getting a couple of those guys back as well. Wouldn't surprise me if Atlanta gets this win. But I'm taking the Saints as well. I think they're healthier. Mark Ingram's out. So maybe they feature Alvin Kamara the way they should be a little bit more. And we know what he can do on the ground and in that passing game. So give me New Orleans here. What do you think Alvin Kamara's ownership is going to be in DFS this week? 50%? 45? It's going to be higher. It's going to be he's higher. He's sub-7. Sure. He's like 6'7 or 6'8K, which yeah. is crazy cheap compared to like 
the other guys. <laughs> yeah, it's Again, a good price for the usage that he should get, but it's Dennis Allen, so I, know, I don't know. I know, I know. All right, moving on now. Detroit, this is potentially the game of the year. They go to New York to take on the Jets. New York opened up as three-point favorites over under at 50, and the Lions are now favored by one on DK. What do you got? You know what? You know why they're favored by one on DK? Mike White ruled out for the game. Medical professionals refused to <laughs> the way that it's not like normally it's like ah you know quarterback ruled out for the game medical okay cool they decided he wasn't able to play this headline was medical professionals refused to clear Mike White which is like solid like come on guys please he's fine look at him and Mike White's in the corner like oh, I'm good guys and his ribs <laughs> his ribs black and blue from when he got cut in half against Buffalo so it's Detroit. It, it's Zach Wilson season. Zach Wilson's probably going to start this game. You don't like that. You hate that. Detroit's on a hot streak. They're playing better defense. They're playing good offense. It'll be interesting to see this red-hot Detroit Lions offense outside against that defense. That is a very intriguing matchup that I'm really excited to see this weekend. See how it plays out. I think this will probably be a low-scoring game. I don't think this is going to be one of the normal shootouts that, you'll, that the Lions usually find themselves in. But I do think that they get the W. So give me the Lions. Yeah, you mentioned Detroit's hot. I think I mentioned it earlier. They've won five of six coming into New York. They're right there on the playoff bubble. Dan Campbell has those guys playing phenomenal football on offense and defense. And I know the Jets' defense has been phenomenal as well. Fifth overall since week 10. Fifth against the pass and 11th against the run. But you mentioned Mike White. He's not playing. It's going to be Zach Wilson. Give me Detroit. I'll take another road pick. Zach Wilson just stinks. I can't, I can't pick him in good faith. Nope. All right, moving on now. Pittsburgh, another gross game. They go to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Pittsburgh opened up his road. Field goal favorites. This is now flipped to Carolina favored by a field goal. Over-unders low. It's at 40. What do you got? Again, practice reports that Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky are splitting reps. First team reps in practice. What? It's Carolina. It is Carolina. Carolina's been playing good football. Sam Darnold has a bright red beard. Uh... (laughs) which I appreciate. So give me give me the Darnold-led Panthers to win, to continue winning, I should say. Yeah, I mentioned in the previous matchup how the Jets were fifth overall since week 10 on the defensive side. The Panthers are fourth. What? Second against the pass and 10th against the run. For Pittsburgh, Pickett is in the concussion protocol, probably going to stay there. This is his second, I think, in about seven or eight weeks. So probably safe to assume he's going to miss at least another week. So that leaves us... Leaves us with Mitch Trubisky, and you said Mason Rudolph. I think I saw uh, Mike Tomlin is leaving the door cracked open for, for Mason Rudolph. I think that's what I read. So yes. pass on all of that. Either one. Give me the Panthers as well. Let's go. Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes season. Wilkes season is in full effect. Yeah, let, let's go. All right. Next matchup, Dallas. They go to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Dallas opened up as six-point favorites over under 45.5. This has moved down now. This is this is Dallas by four at the moment. What you got? Yes. Well, Jacksonville fresh off a 33-point showing, a demonstrous win against Tennessee Titans. And Dallas coming off a, a win. A win's a win. I'm not going to berate them for barely beating the Houston Texans, but it was close. Houston Texans were up by three, second and goal from the two. Mm-hmm. And that turned into a 98-yard drive. <laughs> by the Dallas Cowboys. So very close there in the fourth quarter. Um, Texans kind of gave that game away, but it doesn't matter. Dallas won. I think Dallas wins this game. I think um, 
Jacksonville's kind of pinballed all season. Like they'll have a high, high, and then a low, and then a high, and then a low. And they've just kind of done that throughout the season. I kind of see them coming back down to earth a little bit. Uh, they're playing a much better defense in Dallas. And offensively, Dallas should be putting up more points than they are. Dak's good. They brought in T.Y. Hilton, who's good against zone coverage. Like at this point in his career, good against zone coverage. So I will take the Cowboys. Yeah, Dak did his best uh, Baker Mayfield impersonation last week, I think. That's what you meant to say. Yes, that's what I meant to say. My word efficiency is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think this one gets spicy, high scoring, fun to watch, but I'm also taking Dallas. The Jags defense since week 10 ranks 28th, 31st against the pass, 23rd against the run. Dallas loves to run the ball. They can pass the ball as well. That's not going to be enough to get it done, I don't think, against the Cowboys. I do like Trevor Lawrence this week. He's a QB8 on the year. Do you know that? I did not. But that... Those are some spike games, and then there's some really bad games, and it's like, I don't know, it's hard. It's like Tyler Lockett a few years ago, like, oh, he's like a top 14 receiver. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he had 40 points two weeks, and like he disappeared for three, so. I, I knew he was close to the QB1 territory. I just didn't realize he was, you know, right in the middle of it, so it's kind of surprised to see him there. But moving on, next matchup, KC at the aforementioned Texans. KC opened up as 14-point favorites over under at 46.5 this one still a 14 what you got kansas city the texans are running uh david mills jack driscoll double quarterback kind of confused the cowboys to be honest with you but and and look the chiefs aren't good on defense so fire up chris moore you're gonna get some g you're gonna get some garbage time production just because the Chiefs can't guard anybody. They'll let the Broncos score 28 points on the last week. Mm-hmm. But they can score. They're going to score more than the Texans score. Guaranteed. 14 points is a lot with how bad that defense is playing, but I think you still take it because it's Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. I don't know that they cover 14 points, though. So, But they win the game. Yeah, Texans were scrappy against Dallas, but I'd take Kansas City without hesitation here. Not sure about the two-score uh, spread there, but yep, Kansas City as well. Uh, moving on now, I think we might uh, get some variation here in the next few matchups. Next matchup is Arizona at Denver. Denver open up as one-point favorites over under at 39. Denver's now three-point favorites. What you got? I took the Arizona Cardinals when we did our TikTok picks. You did. Looks like Russ might play. Russ is trending towards playing. And I don't know if that's better or worse for the Broncos. I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to take Colt McCoy and the Cardinals to beat a team that might be as much of a disaster as they are this year this is the disaster off this is like uh um the hindenburg being in a battle with titanic like who's gonna blow up bigger um give me the cardinals although if they lose does cliff get fired i guess not because the gm's away so you don't want to fire head coach like that but uh give me the cardinals i'd very much like to not pick the next two games matt can we skip them can we abstain from picks have we done that before we have not and i will not let us cower away because Matt. there is zero penalties for when we get these wrong. Matt, we can we can just edit this out and we can just not include these next couple matchups. No one will know. If you edit this out, I will tweet <laughs> to the three people that follow me that, this, that it's just you. It's just you, Nate and Terrence, but I will yeah. tweet to the three of you that this is unacceptable and it will not stand, that I did not cower away from picking Fine. This Fine, you talked me into it. This is gross, this matchup. I guess looking at how the defenses have been playing the last few games, Denver's still decent. They're 12th since week 10. With the Cardinals, though, they're 30th. So I guess I go with the home team and then with the defense that still has some signs of life. Uh, you did mention Russell Wilson's on track to play. Hasn't been cleared yet, but I mean, I, even if Rippian's in there, I think I'd probably still take Denver. Don't feel good about it, but give me the Broncos. 
There we go. We got a pick we're different on. That's the one. Yep. This might be another one. Uh, next matchup, New England. They go to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, where the Raiders opened up as two-point favorites over under at 45. Patriots. I took the Patriots. Don't feel great about it. Would like not like to pick this game. I'm taking Belichick over McDaniels. They got to do something about that offense, right? They're not going to continue letting Patricia be bad, right? Belichick's right. going to step in at one point. He, he has to. I don't know. <laughs> right? Um, it does worry me that the whole Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, both hurt, both might play, both might not play. Kind of a disaster. Kind of almost a stay away from fantasy unless you're feeling really bold. Jacobs is the best part of what the Raiders are doing. Um, Devontae Adams, obviously, but it's a little predictable with, with him and Carr. So Josh Jacobs is the best part of the Raiders offense at this point, in my opinion. Crazy to say, but the Patriots are really good against the run, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm taking the Patriots, and I'm taking another road dog. You're being bold today. Yeah, Ramondre might not play. Damian Harris might not play. Was it Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong? They look good last week, and they, they've looked good in the spots that they've kind of uh, got some snaps this year, so I, I wouldn't worry too much about those guys. Uh, New England's defense stands out over these last few weeks. They rank third in defensive efficiency since week 10, seventh against the pass, and you mentioned the run defense. They've been second against the run in that span. Doesn't bode well for Josh Jacobs. I believe the game plan will and should be centered around stopping him. It's a good uh, road underdog pick, I feel. Another one I wouldn't feel good about on either side, but I feel better taking the Patriots. Give me New England. Ooh. Yeah. All right, moving on. Tennessee at L.A., the Chargers. Uh, L.A. opened up as two-point favorites over under at 45 and a half. What you got? Chargers. Taking the Chargers. They're gaining some steam. Herbert's healthier. His wide receivers are healthier. Um, they're passing the ball. That passing offense really coming alive. Love to see it. Expected to see it the whole season. Would have been a much more interesting AFC West if this was the version of the Chargers that we get yeah. week in and week out. Uh, that being said, I will not lie to you that it scares me that the Chargers can charger at any point in time and lose a game to a Titans team who's looking to bounce back after three straight losses. So, but I'm, I'm taking the Chargers to continue their winning ways. And unfortunately for David Richter, good friend, Chargers. Give me the Chargers. Sorry, David. Titans are not it. Titans are the second best matchup for quarterbacks. The Chargers have a really good quarterback. They're also getting healthy on offense. You mentioned that. Keenan. He's looked better. Mike Williams returned last week. He looked pretty good. And Gerald Everett and Josh Palmer, those guys are still in the mix. I know the Titans shut down the run pretty well, but I like the Chargers this week. You know, if they can't run it with Eckler, they'll just throw it to him. So give me the Chargers as well. Moving on, Bengals. They go to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. Since he opened up his two-point favorites on the road, and this over-under was pretty low, 42.5. Since he's now favored by three and a half, it's gone up a little bit. What you got? Cincinnati. I like the Bengals. Bengals, you know, nothing from either of this team should inform you that the Tampa Bay's going to win this game. Could they win it? Absolutely. It's Tom Brady. Maybe that offense will get itself figured out, sorted out. They just look kind of dead in the water out there. Cincinnati is not as good of a defense as San Francisco, but I'd argue that Joe Burrow and those wide receivers are better than what Brock Purdy and the San Francisco offense gives you. So I think this is a comfortable win for Cincinnati, like two-score win. Yeah, second best offense since week 10. Fourth ranked passing game and second ranked run game in that span. Those are the Bengals numbers. Tampa Bay is just 15th in passing and 22nd in the run game during that time. And while I think they're going to win the NFC South uh, as this all plays out and make the playoffs, 
I don't think they win in this spot against a good-looking Cincinnati team. Give me the Bengals, and this is my seventh road pick for this week, so this could be disastrous. I have eight road picks because oh, I have one more than you. <laughs> we, maybe we should have looked at that uh, coming into the podcast, but moving on now to the Sunday night game. New York, the Giants, they go to Washington to take on the Commanders. Washington opened up as four-point favorites over under at 40. What do you got? Taking a home team, taking the Commanders. They have a tie game. Commanders going by. New York gets obliterated by the Eagles. Commanders basically practice for the same team for three weeks. You just and Ron Rivera is a good coach. Yeah, is he a great coach? Sometimes, sometimes maybe not. But he's not a bad coach, certainly. Um, so from the preparation standpoint, they should be ready to go. And they're just two teams heading in different directions at this point in the season. So give me the Commanders. Yeah, if not for the Bears, the Giants would be the worst defense in the NFL since Week Ten. The Giants ranked 22nd against the pass and dead last against the run in that span. The Commanders, if you've watched any of their games. Or you know Ron Rivera. They want to run the ball. They want to establish the run. They're seventh in the NFL in rushing attempts. And we've seen games with very heavy doses of Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. I think that's what we get here. And I think that increases the commander's odds in winning. Give me the Washington Commanders. And then moving on to our final matchup, the Monday night game. My Rams going to Lambeau, the frozen tundra to take on the Packers. Green Bay opened up as nine-point favorites. Over-under, very low. It's at 41 the lines moved a little bit. Green Bay is favored by a touchdown now. What do you got? Nine's insane. I would have bet the Rams on um, plus nine. Like, I get it. it's Baker, but like Green Bay hasn't been anything special this season. I do think the Packers win. I think that home field advantage is incredible. The offensive line's playing a little bit better for Aaron Rodgers as the season progresses. And you give Aaron Rodgers more time by the pocket, he will make things happen. And the Rams are, you know, the Rams are what their Rams are. They're we're looking towards next season and trying to get out of the season without any more injuries and see what they have at Baker Mayfield. Green Bay does win. Touchdown's a little rich, but luckily we don't have to do that here, so I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, that comeback was legendary last week for Baker. Been with the team for, what, 36 to 48 hours, didn't really know the playbook. Comes in, less than two minutes left, no timeouts, got the W. You love to see it for him. I hate to see it as a Rams fan because these wins mean nothing at this point. We're not mathematically eliminated. But it's not going to happen. We're not making the playoffs. I'd rather see the team in a better draft position, you know, for the few picks that they have left, right? Front end of the round versus the middle of each round. But I'm taking Green Bay. You know, this is at Lambeau. It's going to be ridiculously cold. I think single digits is what the forecast is calling for. And the Rams are still without a ton of starters on both sides of the ball. So give me the Packers. All right. Well, we had a down week. It happens. Sucks to happen after that week 13 we had. But let's do a quick home league update. We've kind of shifted away from these since the majority of our managers refuse to support the pod. Uh, but it's the reason we started and playoffs are underway for our league this week. Unfortunately, Matt, they don't include us. But taking home the bye weeks this week or this season, the one and two seed for us, we have the smooth one, Eric Pollock and the Vinegar Strokes, Nate's team. Good job, guys. Uh, snagging the third seed was Wayne, who always shows out in this league. Jason. Our three-time champ grabbed the fourth spot with Brandon getting the five and then Josh Callis taking the sixth. Good luck to all those playoff teams. You and I finished seven and seven, just missing out on the playoffs due to a scoring tiebreaker. So we were close. We were right there. We made runs there at the end. Yeah. If I draft a different quarterback other than Trey Lance, I probably made the playoffs because I started seven different quarterbacks this season, including like two Mariota starts, and it was rough. It was rough. But it is what it is. Congrats to all the managers who did make the playoffs. Um, who are you rooting for? 
don't talk to me about rough. I started Russell Wilson for like the first five or six weeks in this league and Nate's league. Who are you rooting for? Anyone but Jason. Anyone but Jason. He's already the only three-time champ. We cannot have him running away with this damn thing with, and getting his fourth. Is the smooth one one one? It's been years since he's won one. I'm going Brandon Beisner. I'm rooting for for Brandon Beisner. I've got big balls. I've got big balls. Such big balls and fancy big balls. Such a great song. I've got big balls. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's a song. Just because Callis, he's pretty confident he's going to win as mm-hmm. a six seed, and uh, I hope he doesn't because. It's not just the confidence, it's the confidence coupled with the like smugness that we're not in the playoffs. <laughs> just really gets to me. So I hope you lose, Josh. Hope you lose. Again, good luck to those who made it. Uh, we'll keep giving uh, these quick updates until we crown a champion for this season. And hopefully it's not Jason, as I mentioned, and not Josh. So those are the two teams we cannot have win this thing. All right, Matt, that's it for week 15. Got any parting words for the good people? Any jokes? Got a dad joke? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I, uh, I went to my therapist and I said, I think I have a phobia of getting married. And he said, do you, do you have like any evidence, like any examples of why that would be? And I said, can't say I do. (laughs) It's good. It's a deep one. I have one. Can I, can I go? Oh yeah, Absolutely. So we recently had elections in our great nation, our free nation. Every state voted on either governors, senators, congressmen, and women, uh, and some laws, right? Did you know that in Alabama, they passed a state ordinance that bans the reverse cowgirl position? Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, you never turned your back on family. (laughs) (laughs) Just cut mine out, man. That was great. Never turn your back on family. I think the roll tide is in order. Insert a Dom Toretto. Like oh, family. yeah. That's good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember that we have content we're pushing out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, our TikTok picks. That's going to stick. So check that stuff out. Um, you can find all those at 58WKing Podcast. We'll be back next week. Until then, take care. Love you. Bye. Bye, my man. Bye.